0: Hi, everyone. This is Gideon Fiddle's Editorial Director of Custom and PR Week. PR Week. I am just so excited to be doing this podcast today. I'm going to be talking to the head of communications at one of the organizations that is being honored as a 2022 PR Week Best Place to Work. Couldn't be a better topic. We've been doing Best Places to Work for many, many years. really excited to be doing a podcast with one of the honorees because a great chance to spotlight them and a great chance for everyone out there to maybe learn a little bit about what the secret sauce is that makes certain places, best places to work for communicators. I guess now would be a very good time to introduce the real important person on this podcast, Katie Scott, Senior Director and Head of Global Communications at Iron Mountain. Katie, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure. And um, this is audio, so you guys can't see it. But Katie's actually speaking to me in a room that has at least one guitar and i think there's more than that and um, there's three guitars she's been playing guitar for about 25 years um which i'm thinking means she's probably been playing it since she's been like negative five years old i don't know how the map (laughs) map works but okay
1: i started it shortly after birth
0: you know there you go a very, very talented guitar player and an even more talented communicator. And that probably makes a lot of sense because she is leading communications at an organization that is being honored as the best place to work. And we're going to talk a little bit about that now. So I want to get into the uh, questions, as it were. And what I want to start with here is, Katie, you and I obviously had a conversation before this recording, and it really helped me focus on how this podcast should go in a manner that will not only spotlight why Iron Mountain is such a great place to work, but things like I said that others can learn to make theirs even, even better places to work. So I'll start here. Our best places to work questionnaire asked some very specific questions of in-house entities such as yours to ascertain just how valued the function is at their organizations. It was clear that it is very respected at Iron Mountain. When we last chatted, you noted how comms is given the respect to bring the organization where it needs to be. Quote, unquote, (laughs) the ability for a comms team to confidently talk about its ability to move the entire organization in that manner is what every PR pro would love to be able to say about their team and their company. So I'd love for you to talk about not only what it looks like at Iron Mountain, but how your team was able to earn that position.
1: Yeah, thanks. You know, I wouldn't say that we bring it to where it needs to be on our own. It's really through partnership. And I think that's the key is Uh, What it means to really get to know the business well, to really understand uh, where the business priorities lie, not just for today, but where they're going in the next year to three years out, and then putting a solid comm strategy in place. So if I kind of summed it up, it's really about faithfully showing up and being present, in conversations about the business and thinking of yourself, not just as a communicator, but really as a business athlete, that you have to think about all aspects of the business, not just what we're going to say. You got to really understand what's happening in order to be effective in your communications. And I think that the you know the leadership of Iron Mountain has given us a lot of um, support a lot of confidence and belief in the deep value of communications, and that has made our job much easier. Because uh while the when I joined the organization, they were really needing some modern modernization to communications, but they were ready for it, and they were really deeply valued it, um, all the way to our CEO. And so it's been really a joy to keep growing this team and to move it forward and to be a part of how the company at large is transforming.
0: Oh, that, oh that's really exciting and not surprised to hear you talk about how the C-suite, um, I know we're going to talk later about your CEO in particular, but how it really mm-hmm. kind of trickles down from there. Because one of the interesting aspects of this Best Places to Work program when it comes to in-house departments is sort of trying to figure out not not only why the company is just a great place to work, period, but why it's a great place to work specifically for communicators. That's really the intent here, even though I'd probably venture to say most companies where the communicators say it's a great place to work, probably most people say it's a great place to work. And the communicators probably yeah. have something to do with that, to be honest with you. So it's always interesting to try and get to the bottom of this. So I appreciate that candor. By the way, Katie, just to put into a little bit of context, um, you have been at Iron Mountain for how long? Four years. Four years. So um, that doesn't make you a newbie, but you you haven't been there like ridiculously long. So right. um, yeah. I'm going to assume and I don't want to I don't you know, I'm trying, I don't want to get you in trouble with anybody, but I'm also assuming <laughs> there is a notable difference for yourself between what it's like to work at Iron Mountain in the position that you're in and perhaps any other places that you worked at before.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I thoroughly what I enjoy is I think we operate a whole lot like a a very large company with a really a teamwork mentality and sometimes when at bigger companies you can get lost in mm-hmm. the shuffle you can get lost in the numbers and um people really do care about each other and you know I can touch on that a little bit more later but that is kind of the the magic of Iron Mountain mm-hmm. and um it's a thing that I even in my interviews before starting at Iron Mountain was something that caught my attention is this place, people really care about each other and they are very passionate about the work they do. Oh,
0: that's terrific. And it certainly makes me feel that we um, chose wisely in naming you for this honor. So that's great. In looking over the survey responses sent in by your team. And again, I think all of you out there know this, especially if you took part in this program, but the way we determine the honorees here is based on feedback directly from the staffers. It's not, it's not like a marketing person sending in a questionnaire that they filled out that is almost probably almost always going to be extremely positive because that's what they do. And that's what they should do if you if give them that opportunity. But um, this really comes from the employees. So I think, if I may, it really means a lot because that's what we're basing our decisions on. But going back to my question, in looking over the survey responses sent in by your team, I couldn't help but notice how well Iron Mountain scored when it comes to – And this is a quote um, quote from the survey, actually, maintaining creativity despite the hybrid nature of today's workforce. Those scores indicate a comms team that works for an organization that fosters an environment where PR can be optimally creative. So can you speak a bit to how Iron Mountain does that? And please feel free to provide an example if you'd like.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, when COVID-19 lockdowns began, you know, everyone, I'm sure everyone who's listening, they all did, you know, their fair share of like coffee, coffee, virtual coffee breaks and cocktail hours. And I think everyone had this like, They called it Zoom fatigue, uh, being on video and and what I would have called forced fun. Now, there's nothing wrong that people were doing their best to try to stay connected. But I do think that what we had to quickly evolve to is just building in connection in our regular regularly scheduled calls, our, our regular get togethers, the things where we virtually where we're meeting rather than saying we're only for these for these 30 minutes, we're going to be social, and then it's back down to business. For me, the philosophy is connection should be happening all the time in the team. It shouldn't be devoted to just this, like, one spot, this one time of the week or day. It should be in how we interact all the time. Like, one funny anecdote is that even in our uh, global communications chat group that we have with Google Chat, we... We it it basically if you were to look at it you say Are these people just like trying to outdo each other with the best gif or the best meme because that's essentially like, <laughs> you just see like a you know a few like task oriented okay can someone at, give me this file or that and then a whole bunch of gifs and <laughs> um, different things but we like to have fun and I think that at the at, at the end of the day forming a great team really comes down to how good of a connection you can make among the team. People, I think, fundamentally want to be known, seen, and heard, and they wanna be valued for what they bring to the table. So having frequent touch points individually and as a team really worked well for us. We're a global team, so we've, we kind of, we're already used to working in that environment where we're a little bit spread out. It's become even more so as the team has grown, but I think we quickly adapted and I, I'll you know credit the team for a lot of how they've they've kept that connection alive. I think the other thing that I encourage the team to do is to create space where there's where it takes very little mental energy, like get up and go walk around, go take a walk, go do something that has nothing to do with your job if you're stuck on something because you, it's really hard to be creative when your mind is so bogged down by tasks. So, that's one thing that I try to encourage them to do is to take those breaks cuz I was finding I needed it. Mm-hmm. Cuz I don't know about you but it's like when when COVID starts like, oh, I'm, I'm so productive because all I'm doing is sitting at my desk and I'm not getting up and I'm like, oh, I forgot to eat or I'm eating too much, but I'm, all, I'm, I'm only just sitting at my desk, right? Mm-hmm. So um, taking time to like walk away actually, I think brought a lot of value and creativity to the team um, for people to step away and really reconnect to themselves and then also to each other.
0: Mm, you know what? That was not only a great answer. Um, you kind of reminded me of all the things I've been doing wrong working remotely. You're right. I will go hours just <laughs> working straight and thinking that's great. And basically, my days end when my wife says, "That's enough." Um, so right. I stop for an hour, and then when she goes to sleep, I go back to work anyway because you know I don't listen to my wife. <laughs> that's another story. Ho- hopefully, that doesn't make it into the. Po- hopefully, that doesn't make it into the podcast. Anyway. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I know I'm going to get in trouble here, but. I'm really excited about this question because, I, again, I went back into the answers that your staffers provided here, and I was really trying to find a couple of interesting things that might be a little bit unique about the answers you, about the answers your team provided. And I found, I think, what I found what I think is a really good one here. Every year we ask questions about the annual performance review, both whether respondents have one, have one, and if so, how useful it really is. I have to say, the responses from your comms team really stood out from the pack here. Iron Mountain had a perfect score pertaining to the usefulness of its annual performance reviews as a mechanism to help calm staffers in their professional evolution. I have to think this would be real interest to our audience because performance reviews can be, while they can be flattering or the opposite of flattering, how useful are they really in a lot of cases? It's interesting, but clearly yours are. Why do you think you got such high marks on this front? What is it about the way you do performance reviews that really seems to help your staffers improve?
1: Uh, I think still going back to the point around connection, seeing people as individuals and having a good conversation with them about, you know, their strengths, where they want to go, what are the opportunities that lie ahead, and and having honest conversations, whether that ends up being, you know, some challenging ones or very encouraging, kind of, as you said. I think uh, fundamentally, I believe that, you know, someone's performance in their standing, whether in the company or in the team, it really should not be a surprise. It shouldn't come as a surprise. The one thing that, and in, in, in how I learned this was, I've let my previous experiences outside of Iron Mountain, before coming to Iron Mountain, um, inform what not to do. Because performance reviews can be really, really, they can be painful, right? I think, and sometimes it just feels like, you know, just paperwork. But how do you make it more um, engaging and enriching for the person? Well, first of all, I think it actually comes down to stop taking away that term of annual. Someone should know where they stand. They should know that they're doing a good job on a day-to-day basis. Um, You shouldn't wait. A year to then look back and say, oh, yeah, you did a good job on that. Or we've got some real problems here that we need to improve. I think it's this mindset of continual improvement and having kind of frequent touch points, one on ones, team touch points. And talking openly about areas where where me as a leader, where I'm challenged or what I thought we were going to be able to set out to do and what, where I think we're going to have to change course and trying to be really open about communication. I think um, one thing I learned over time is that as communicators, sometimes we under communicate to our own team mm-hmm. because we're so busy communicating out. Mm-hmm. And um, that's something I had to really take stock even just over this last year to say, okay, how am I keeping people engaged? And how am I helping my leadership team engage their teams and connect to them? And where can I learn from what they're doing? To uh, make sure that everyone feels really good about the work they're doing, and they feel really clear about what they should be spending their time on.
0: Excellent. That's that's terrific. That's terrific yeah. counselors. I really appreciate that. And for the you know for the record, another another question that we asked in the survey is how well the organizations do in terms of recognizing employees for doing a good job. I don't think it'll surprise out there that Iron Mountain actually scored really well on that one, too. I wasn't going to ask about it specifically, but, again, it kind of goes hand-to-hand with what you were just talking about. So it all makes a lot of sense. Now, I said this before, but now I actually do want to talk to you about uh, your CEO, uh, William Meaney, um, because we certainly touched on him when we spoke previously. Simply put, you cannot be a great place to work in PR if the CEO does not fully support, appreciate, and respect the function. Um, Bill, I believe you call him Bill, clearly does. I'll even take this opportunity to note that in our survey, Iron Mountain got very high marks pertaining to um, leadership being receptive and inclined to act upon staff feedback and suggestions and a perfect score for treating employees well. I give you the floor, k to talk about you and your team's relationship with your CEO and how you have helped each other make Iron Mountain a strong brand and, as we now know, a best place to work in PR.
1: Yeah. I you know do give a, a lot of um credit to Bill uh in his leadership. He is not one who always likes the limelight. He knows that it's a part of of course the job. Um but he's a fantastic leader and um oftentimes underplays just how effective he he is as a CEO. And um, I'm not just saying that because we're recording. Um, (laughs) It's very true. And what I appreciate about him is the humanity that he brings to his job. And um, in working with him, personally working with him on his communications, we've been able to really drive things forward in a a new, fresh way. And not necessarily saying that we're totally reinventing it, for the whole communications industry, but certainly Iron Mountain trying new things, doing things a little bit differently than we have, and he's been um, open and he's uh, maybe allowed me to torture him to do all kinds of videos and blogs and podcasts and in different things. Uh, but he's been a, a really not only a good sport but he what is underneath all of that fundamental is that he he believes in the value of communication and does feel that if he's not communicating then how can he ask the employees you know 25,000 employees at Iron Mountain to come along on a journey for towards our growth as a company um, so they, he puts a high value on on communicating and um also just to credit my my mentor Deborah Marzen, who's a uh, general counsel at Iron Mountain um, she's been my mentor for the last 3 years or so and i've learned so much from her leadership and really comes down to i think what i've seen in both of them is this idea or this these characteristics of being human, clear and accessible mm-hmm. And uh, like I said with Bill, it's his humanity in, in how he shows up with the job every day. He cares about his people. He cares about um, no matter what role you play in the company, he cares about and values what you do for the company. And he makes that clear. People deserve to know where they stand. So being clear and really helping coach people along, which is a lot of what I've uh Received from uh my mentor Deborah, and then also being accessible, like feeling like you can go and talk to the the executive leadership of our company, which is very much the truth, being able to give that the feedback where where necessary or being able to share at least your viewpoint on it. I've always felt like there was an open door with our executive team in that way. And I think that helps as communicators to be able to say, let's push this a little bit further. Let's try something different. Let's try something new because you're able to sit with a, a leadership team that uh, really cares about and values what communication can do for the company.
0: Oh, that's just that's just terrific. Um, I hope you don't mind, Katie, but I'm actually going to play a little word association here. Sure. In our conversation before today, and I think I've referenced it enough times for everyone out there to realize that, yes, Katie and I did speak before the conversation today. <laughs> you shared a couple of terms that really resonated with me. And once you elaborate on them, I really got the sense that you appreciated them as part of why you love working at Iron Mountain so much. The first one pertains to your philosophy when it comes to the comms programs and initiatives that you lead. Why not? You said why not a lot when we spoke before. So why is why not so meaningful to you in Iron Mountain?
1: I think uh, why not is to me the mantra or at least sort of our answer as communicators back to our crazy ideas or to the stakeholders that we, we work with every day. Is, why can't we try something different? Uh, why Why can't we do this thing that's never been done before for communications? Um, there's always going to be challenges in an organization. It's always complicated. Whether you're talking internal or you're talking external communications, there's always a whole list of things that could stand in the way from doing something truly meaningful through comms. But why can't we just kind of flip flip the script in a way and say, well, why not? What is keeping us? Yeah, we could list off all the things that stand in the way, but what would happen if we just tried it? Mm-hmm. What would happen if we just did it? And one example of that is uh, during the pandemic, we we wanted to do a global kickoff. And we had done this. Um, we were working towards it before the pandemic, an idea of it. We said, actually, the employees really need this now to feel connected to each other. And it's very hard to do because we're not only a dispersed workforce, but People have all different kinds of jobs, so they're not all sitting at a desk. We have, you know, 75% of our workforce is frontline and they're doing all kinds of things. And they're even, you know, they're essential workers during the pandemic. So how do we help people feel really connected uh, to the strategy of the company, but to the leaders, to to each other? So we produce this virtual um, event and now virtual events that's like, old hat right to all of us but if you i've got some pictures of me it looked like we were at like a new a full-on like news station with all of the the full production crew and all of this and we said we're going to do it in, in our boston offices we're going to have the speaker some of them will be virtual some are going to be in the studio and we're going to make this this two day event where people can chat, they can send their emojis, they can um, ask questions of people live. And um, it was a really, really uh, pivotal moment. But it was at first, how are we going to get this done? And will people actually watch it? Like, are they going to watch this thing because it's virtual? Like I said, everyone's getting kind of that Zoom fatigue. So, how do we make it engaging? Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of reasons why we could say ah, it's going to be expensive. It's going to be hard. It's going to take a lot of work and we're not totally assured of success. But instead, it was why not do it? Because the, the benefits, if it's successful, far outweigh the risk of trying. it. And it was it was a great success. Mm-hmm. And we had people from all around the world uh, tune in and interact and engage with the material and um it was really a a, a pivotal moment to kind of infuse more energy and i i don't take you know all the credit for that of course but just having kind of keeping that mindset of why not i think gives us more creative ability to try something new to to say yes to ourselves more often too and um i think it's just a good philosophy
0: to have. That's excellent. And, um, I have one more question to ask you because, well, why not? Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the, exactly. Well, you, well, you play the, oh, you play the drums too. Wow. I'm impressed.
1: Oh yeah, I'm pretty good <laughs> air drummer.
0: Yeah. Another term you shared with me that I can't get out of my head is the spirit of Mountaineers. Now, obviously when I first heard that, the first thing I thought about was West Virginia university because they're Mascot or whatever yeah. their team name is, the Mountaineers, and you know, mm-hmm. be the college basketball fan that I am, I knew that, but that's not exactly what you mean. Okay, now I understand that's a play on the second word in your company name, but it's just a cool expression mm-hmm. that clearly has been adopted by everyone that works there. Yeah. So, what is the spirit of a Mountaineer, and can you share an example?
1: Yeah, um, so even the term that's something that our CEO Bill uses a lot to to describe the The character and the values of which we operate as employees at Iron Mountain exactly. um what I think there there is something special about our employees and and the way that they care about each other and the way that they take care of each other and that is all on, on down from the top top down is taking care of each other, looking out for each other, caring about each other's well-being and our, our mental health, as well as our own physical health too. These are all the kinds of things, um, acting with integrity, um, teamwork and inclusion. These are all really important values to, to us as as Mountaineers. And um, we we do kind of joke that we probably – overdone the, the mountain themed terms mm-hmm. but i do know that ma- mountaineer is one that just um will always stick with us in the spirit of mountaineers we actually created a video series where we profiled our different uh mountaineers around the globe and the work that they do and their personal lives because w- what people bring to the job is really special and it's not separate from the rest of their life mm-hmm. who they are and what they bring to work is important based on where they come from and the outlook that they have on life or the vantage point. So all of that kind of encapsulates what we say is the spirit of Mountaineers. And if you spend any time with our uh, frontline employees, uh, which I've had the privilege of doing, it is um, one of the most inspiring experiences for me. And that's where the idea of spirit of Mountaineers video series came from, was just hearing their stories because we've got um a, I know other companies have this as well but we've got a, a group of employees that are really special and talented and have great stories that deserve to be told and sitting with the frontline or, or or going along with them and something that they're they're doing and watching the, that work and by the way they many of them have been there for like 20 plus years i mean that's pretty average and um when they find out I've been here for four years, they said, Oh, you're like brand new. Uh they have someone in the uh one of the facilities and he's like they said, Oh, he's our newbie. I said, Oh, how long has he been there? I'm thinking they're gonna say, Yeah, two weeks or mm-hmm. a few months. They said, Oh, he's been here for only five years. I'm <laughs> like, Oh, <laughs> oh okay. so you're still a newbie when it's five years. So the people who really care about each other. They um, care about the work that they do. You know, they don't think of it as the storage that they do. It's not just, you know, if they're working with medical files, for example, they see it as I am entrusted with other people's lives in this. And this is important. And you talk to them and just ask them off the cuff, how do they see their role, their job, their responsibility? And those are the kinds of answers you get. And you think, wow, I really love working for iron mountain this is like this is the best place ever you walk away just feeling so encouraged so uplifted by that kind of mindset and that completely encapsulates the
0: spirit of mountaineers um you know dare i say i think anyone who's listening to this podcast is probably going to walk away from here inspired and uplifted as well because um as i said earlier we've been doing this best places to work program for quite a while now eight years um i'm nine years actually since 2013 um that actually might make this the 10th annual one i i didn't major in math so forgive me for that but um <laughs> i didn't know, either it's okay oh, there, there I you don't, go I well, like, yeah like hilarious. i said you, you know you're too busy playing air air drums and guitar so i, I wouldn't expect you to be a math exactly. too. but seriously though
1: you can only be good at so many things gideon um
0: well when when i become good at the first one i'll let you know um, but, um, but but seriously, it's really, really wonderful to have an opportunity to speak with you today and get a little bit more insight about what makes Iron Mountain such a special place to work for communicators and, again, for, for the 25,000-plus global employees as well. Um, I believe 30 of which or something around there work on the comms team. Right, It's somewhere in that vicinity, um, yeah. which, by the way, once again – how impressive is it that it's a 30-person team running communications, which everyone knows is the heartbeat of an organization, in a 25,000-person organization? Just kudos to you and your team for everything that you do. Obviously, I should congratulate you on being honored as a PR at Best Place to Work. And uh, most of all, Katie, it's honestly, it's been a pleasure to get to know you through this process. And I want to thank you for spending the time with me today. I know you're busy. Yeah, thank you. And also to Iron Mountain, obviously, for um, supporting this podcast series. And we're going to actually be doing a couple more profiles of other organizations that are being honored this year. So by all means, check them out. But you know what? They're all very unique for the reasons that they were named the best place to work. So I think you're going to learn a lot from these things. You're going to be entertained. I hope. (laughs) Certainly inspired. And again, Katie thank you so much for you know, taking the time today for everything that you do with iron mountain and for the industry. And again, it was just a pleasure speaking to you today. And I obviously want to thank everyone out there for listening as well. I look forward to seeing you next time on the next PR week podcast. So until then, hope you all have a great day.